0: وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا دَاوُودَ مِنَّا فَضْلًا And certainly, we gave Dawood from us a bounty, a special favor, a great favor. The example of Dawood is given. And after him, the example of Sulaiman salam is given. Both of these were prophets of Allah. And as I mentioned earlier, the surah is a Makki surah. And in Makki surahs, the previous prophets, their stories are mentioned. Because the Prophets of Allah, they are a perfect example for us to follow. The Makki surahs, they emphasize Tawheed. And who are the ideal servants of Allah? It is the Prophets of Allah. So how is it that we turn to Allah? How is it that we worship Allah alone? By recognizing His favors. And by seeing the example of the Prophets, how did they connect with their Lord? How did they turn to their Lord? How did they worship Allah alone? وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا دَاوُدَ مِنَّا فَضْلًا And certainly we gave to Dawood alayhi salam from us, meaning from Allah, a fadl. What is fadl? Favor, bounty. right? An extra surplus favor. A unique favor. And over here, the word fadl is nakira. Nakira meaning it ends with a tanween. As you see over here, fadlan. And sometimes a noun is nakira to show the greatness of it. So, we gave him a fadl, meaning a great fadl. And on top of that, it was minna. It was from us. From Allah. Every favor in reality is from Allah. But when it is mentioned somewhere, this is from Allah, it is to show its enormity, the enormity of that blessing. Like for example, in a dua we learn that Abu Bakr عنه, he asked the Prophet, وسلم, teach me a dua that I can make in my salah. And the Prophet taught him a dua to say. Which dua was it? It's in the shahud, before the salam. Good. كثيرا ولا يغفر الذنوب الا انت فاغفر لي مَغْفِرَةً من عندك forgive me with a forgiveness from you now of course none forgive sins except for who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but why is it being said from you because what i need is great forgiveness because my sins are many They are indeed great but your forgiveness is even greater. So, فَغْفِرْ لِي مَغْفِرَةً مِّنْ عندك, Meaning, great forgiveness. So over here, وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا دَاوُدَ مِنَّا فَضْلًا Meaning, Dawood a.s. was given اِخَاص, a very special, a great, extraordinary, unique blessing. And what was that unique blessing, extraordinary blessing? It was a blessing of prophethood. It was a blessing of Zabur, the scripture that Allah gave him. And more specifically, what is mentioned over here, in particular, that Ya jibalu all mountains, that Allah instructed the mountains, that all mountains, Awibi, repeat, Maahu with him, Watayra and the birds, you also repeat with him, meaning with Dawood. The word Awibi is from the root letters Hamza, Waw, ba. and Awb literally means return. Awab from the same root. Awab is a name. Right? Innahu awwab. Meaning one who repeatedly turns back. He returns. So, awwibi, and the ya at the end is a feminine. Alright? So, awwibi marhu, meaning you repeat with Dawood alayhi Repeat what? That when Dawood praises Allah, he does tasbih, the mountains and the birds were instructed that you also Say tasbih, with him. So ta'weeb, what does ta'weeb mean? It means repetition, to repeat. Alright? And basically the word ta'weeb, it is used for traveling. Alright? For traveling, meaning when a person travels the entire day, all day long he's just traveling, walking, walking, walking. And then he stops and rests in the night. So constantly, continuously, so, awwibi ma'ahu wa tayr. O mountains, you and the birds, constantly do tasbih with dawood. This was a blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to dawood alayhi salam. There were indeed many. In Surah Al-Baqarah ayah 251, Allah mentions about dawood alayhi salam that wa atahu Allahu al-mulka wa al-hikmata wa allamahu min Allah gave him kingdom, wisdom, as well as knowledge. In Surah Sad, would Ayah 20, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَشَدَدَنَا مُلْكَهُ We strengthened his dominion, his kingdom. وَاتَيْنَاهُ الْحِكْمَةُ We gave him wisdom. وَفَصْلَ الْخِطَابِ And discernment in speech. Allah gave him many blessings. But in this ayah, specifically what is mentioned? Tasbih. That when Dawood السلام, would do tasbih, who else would do tasbih with him constantly? Repeating after him? the mountains, and the birds. You see, the ability to glorify and praise Allah, that itself is a blessing. When a person is given the tawfiq to remember Allah, to worship Allah in the morning, in the evening, while they are doing their work, taking time out for the worship of Allah, this in itself is a great blessing. And when that tasbih, when that worship is facilitated for a person, so much so that he's not alone in doing it, those around him are also doing it, and as a result it's easier for him to do it, this is an added blessing. Because you see, for example, for you to sit down, open up the Qur'an yourself and start reading might be a struggle. But if you happen to be in a place where there are five people around you, right, and you have been instructed To open up your Mus'haf and start reading, it's been, the recitation of the Quran has been made easier for you. Because you've been given a chance, an opportunity to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? The circumstances have allowed you. They're only encouraging you. They're in your favor. This is an added blessing. So Dawood alayhi salam, he would do tasbih. And tasbih means, he would glorify and praise Allah. And zabur, the scripture that he was given, was a book of, you could say tasbihat, of glorifications. Right? Of praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when he would do tasbih, he wouldn't just do it alone when he was, you know, in the masjid or at home. He would also do it when he would be outside. And when he would be outside, then literally the mountains would repeat the tasbih. And literally the birds would repeat the tasbih. Now the tasbih of the mountains should not be understood as an echo. Alright? That they would just echo back his tasbih. Or the birds would be just chirping and flying around him. No, literally they would do tasbih. What kind of tasbih? How exactly? Allah knows. But it's very clear in the Qur'an that the mountains and the birds would do tasbih. And the fact is that every creature is glorifying and praising Allah. It's just that we don't know how. We cannot hear them. Right? And this is a fact. That we cannot hear all sounds. Our hearing is limited. Right? There are many sounds that exist but our ears are not designed to, to hear those sounds, right? So, awwibi mahu wa So, this was a huge favor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon Dawood alayhi salam. And, secondly, what is mentioned over here, wa alanna and we softened lahu for him al-hadid, the iron. Iron, was made soft for him. Alanna from the root letter is lam ya noon. Lean. Lean is to be soft and flexible. Alright? Pliable. Lena from the same root, Lena, a very common name, beautiful name. Leena is a branch of a date palm tree. Because it's very soft in the sense that you can bend it easily. It's very flexible. Alright? So alanna, we soften for him iron. Meaning iron was like dough for him. Literally like dough for him. That he could mold it with his hands and shape it in whatever way that he wanted. He didn't have to heat it up or strike it with anything in order to shape it. You know for example, you take let's say a ball of Play-Doh or something. right? And you shape it in whatever way that you want. You make a ball, you, you roll it out, you make anything. Dawud ﷺ could do that with what? With iron. This is pretty amazing. Because iron, in order to mold it, in order to shape it into something else, you need to heat it up. Right? And in order to heat it up, you have to expose it to fire, or sometimes you have to hit it with a hammer, constantly hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, until it becomes literally red, and then it's shaped, it's molded. So Dawud ﷺ was given this blessing that he could mold iron in his hands. Hassan al-Basri, he said that Dawud salam did not need to heat iron in fire nor beat it with a hammer. He could simply twist it in his hands like a thread. Like a thread. On that, Allah gave him this blessing. Why? On that, irmal you make. irmal? Amal, do as in craft. You fashion, you make. You make sabiratin, full coats of mail. Sabirat is a plural of sabira. Alright? And sabirat is basically that which is complete and full. And over here, sabirat means full meaning duruan sabirat. Alright? Coats of mail which are full. Alright? And you remember the word, Asbagha, from Surah luqman Asbagha alaykum zahiratan, wa What does Asbagha mean? Atamma, akmala, ausa. Right? That he has completed, perfected, made plentiful, made vast. So, sabirat are basically long and fully covering garments. So, fully covering, and on top of that there is also a trail. And there's also a lot of extra material. So Dawud was given this ability to mold iron into whatever shape that he wanted very easily. And what was he told? That with this skill, you should craft, you should make full coats of mail. Alright? Make complete suits of armor. You see before, we have discussed this earlier, that people would have plated armor. Alright? Plated armor, movement is very difficult in it. Alright? If you ever go to the museum, you'll see it. Alright? It's very difficult to move around in it. So, Dawood was the one who was the first one to make chain mail. Chains literally. And how is chain mail made? With small links of iron. And that is not possible Unless you have the technology, you have the ability to mold iron into very small, thin uh, threads, literally, and, and shape them into links and connect the links. You need the technology. You can't do that with a hammer. Isn't it? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the skill to who? To Dawood alayhi salam. وَقَدِّرْ And Allah ordered him that قَدِّرْ Calculate. This is from taqdeer. قَافْ دَالْ ra Taqdeer is to determine, to assess, evaluate, assign, balance. There are different meanings of the word qaddir. So qaddir meaning precisely calculate. What? Fis-sard. In making the sard. What is sard? Links. Sard is from the root letter sin-radal. And sard is to link, to coordinate with the thread. To follow uninterruptedly, and this is how a chain is, right? One link attached to the next link, attached to the next link, attached to the next, and next, and so on and so forth. So this is the literal meaning of the word salt and it's used for a chain. Alright? So qaddir fi sard, meaning when you're making the chain, and you're making that with links, make the links properly. Calculate them precisely. Because if one is too big and the other is too small, what kind of a chain would you have? Have you ever had a necklace where you know, the links are not really smooth and maybe one is too big and the other is too small? It can break easily. Right? So qaddir فِي السَّرْدِ This can be understood in different ways. One is that make them equal in size. Make the links equal in size. Secondly, Make sure that their hardness or their softness is similar, is consistent. Yesterday I was putting my boots on, alright? And the zip, it literally broke off. And there was no way that I could open it or close it because the zip broke off. Alright? And why did the zip break off? Because the link was weak. You understand? The link was weak. I pulled it and it just snapped out. And it was so weak that I put it back and I twisted it with my hand and I attached it back again. Right? It was weak. So قَدِّرْ فِي sard The links make sure that they're hard enough so that the chain would not snap easily. And at the same time, you don't want it to be too hard that it doesn't move. Have you ever experienced that? That the chain is just too hard and it's difficult to move. It gets stuck every now and then. So قَدِّرْ فِي sard Alright? And also make sure that the links are well spaced. Look at the detail that's being given over here. Qadir Fisal, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala instructed Dawood to do something with the skill that he was given, Hmm? and to do it well. To be productive, to be useful, but also to make his product excellent at the level of excellence. Because otherwise, it could be a burden. It wouldn't be useful, it would be useless. So, وَقَدِّرْ fi الصَّدْ And what's the lesson over here? That we also, when we do something, how should we do it? With moderation, with balance, we should also think about the appearance and the looks. Right? You know, there's this extreme that we've gone to. That we only think about usefulness and we don't think about the appearance. Both matter. Right? And then we see over here that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught his prophets worldly skills as well. If you think about it, Adam a.s. was given the knowledge of all names. Idris a.s. was the first one to stitch clothes. Alright? First one to use a needle. Nuh a.s. constructed the ship. And Dawud a.s. was the first one to ever make chain mail. Now religious knowledge, it has its own merits. Right? It has its place. And the prophets were given religious knowledge also. But at the same time, worldly knowledge, worldly skills are also essential. We should never feel guilty if we're learning, for example, how to... How to what? Use an app. Right? How to function a computer. Any skill, stitching, or maybe, you know, even driving, or... What other skills can you think of? Okay, cooking, that's a skill. It really is a skill. Any other skill? Hmm? Programming on the computer. What did you say? Knitting, okay. Any other skill? Hmm? Okay, writing. What other skills? Okay, graphic design. These are all essential skills. Go ahead. Okay, skills and hobbies are aren't necessarily useful. You see, any skill could become useless if we are not doing amal Salih with it. Because look at this ayah, qaddir fi sard وَعْمَلُوا صالحة. And do that which is righteous. Meaning do good, make something good with the skill that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. So do it at the level of excellence and then secondly, do something useful with it. Go ahead. Reading? Yeah, that's also a skill. Now see, reading is a skill. But is it possible that we waste our time by reading useless things? Is it? Uh, graphic design is a skill. But is it possible that we waste our time by designing things which are useless? Hmm? Go ahead. You tell me. If you're knitting a scarf for your, let's say, for your father... Right? Or your mother. You're, you're knitting it yourself with your hands. Is that useful? I think it's very useful. As long as you're doing it such that you're also able to pray on time, and you're also able to do your work, your assignments, it right? It doesn't become an obsession. The, the output should be what? Something useful. You know, some people, they love cooking. Right, Many women, they just love cooking. They complain a lot about it, but they actually love it. Right, which is why they prepare one thing after the other and the whole family is like, what did you make here? But she just wanted to try it. This is why she made it. Nobody wants to eat it, but she wants to cook it. Right? So why are we cooking? Cooking for the sake of cooking? Just because we want to try one recipe after another. Any skill, if it's not put to the right use, it would be a burden. It would be a source of wasting our time. So وَأَمَلُوا salihah. Be productive. Be excellent in what you do. Be beneficial. And remember, inni indeed I be ma with whatever that you're doing. Basirun, seeing. Remember that I am watching whatever that you do. Isn't this enough to make us do what we're doing firstly properly with excellence, and secondly, not do israf in what we're doing? By remembering that Allah is watching, that means that, okay, if I've spent two hours on the computer, reading one thing after another, or programming something, or designing something, I need to stop now and pray. Because Maghrib began 20 minutes ago. Right? Because, إِنِّي بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ Whatever that you're doing, Allah is watching. And, this is, this awareness is what brings excellence in our actions, and this awareness is what also, uh, makes us useful in our activities. Wali Sulaimana, and for Sulaiman, alayhi meaning, and we subjected for Sulaiman, alayhi salam, riha the wind. Meaning, the wind was subjected for Sulaiman, alayhi In what way? Its speed, as well as its direction. So he could control the speed of the wind and he could also control the direction of the wind. Imagine the power that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him. Hmm? Is this helpful if the speed of the wind is in your favor or if the direction is in your favor? Is it helpful when you're traveling? Is it? How? Okay. Has it ever happened that you're in the plane and you're told that the flight will be, let's say, four hours, but then you get to your destination in three and a half hours. What happened? You're told that because the wind, the pressure, everything was in our favor, so we made it in less time. And sometimes we make it in more time because the wind, the speed, everything was not in our favor. So, sulaiman al الرِّيْحِ For Sulaiman salam, wind was subjected. So much so that غضووها, it's morning, meaning, its morning journey was how much? Shahrun a month. In one morning, how much distance could be traveled? How much distance? A month's distance. In one morning. Ghudu. Ghudu is morning time. Warawahuha, and its afternoon, meaning its afternoon journey, was how long? Shahrun, again, a month. Meaning, in one afternoon, how much distance could be covered? A month's distance would be covered. The word rawah is from the root letters ra-ha. raha. Raha is literally that he came or went after the declining of the sun from the meridian. So, luhur time. Alright? Afternoon. This is what rawah is. Now if you think about it, if you're walking on foot, okay, let me just give you an example if you're walking somewhere, it would take about 30 days a month to cover a distance of 2,000 miles. Approximately. Okay? If you're journeying by foot, in one month, you would get from Toronto to Texas. Get it? I googled it last night on Google Maps. Okay? To see how far you could go on foot by, you know, in one month. So you could get from Toronto to Texas easily. I hope you don't have to, but you could if you wanted to. As long as you have your passport and you've got your money. This distance could be traveled within one morning by Sulaiman a.s. and one afternoon. So literally he could go and he could be back. Now today this is possible how? Through air travel. So Allahu Alam, this may be referring to some form of air travel that they had alright, because otherwise controlling the wind would be useless on land it's only useful at sea isn't it? on land it's only possible if you can actually travel in air go ahead yeah I mean by plane it's a little over four hours from here to Texas but going to the airport and then going through security and everything it's one morning time right, one afternoon, gone so something similar. So وَلِسُلَيْمَانَ الرِّيْحَ غُدُوُهَا شَهْرٌ وَرَوَاحُهَا شَهْرٌ So they had some form of air travel, or this means that he could control the wind and so adjust the speed and direction when his armies would be at sea. Alright? Asalna And another favor was that Asalna we caused to flow لَهُ for him عَيْنَ الْقِطْرِ A spring of copper. Asalna from the root letter سينيَا Sayl. And sail is to flow, stream. The word sail is also used for flood. So sail is used for flood. Alright? We cause to flow for him Ayn al-Qitr. What does Ayn mean? Spring. It's also used for eye. Because what happens to the eye? Do you cry? What happens to the tears? They come out from somewhere and they just start flowing out. So likewise, an ayn, a spring, is like a hole in the ground between the rocks, and from there, water is just pouring out. But for Sulaiman, there was a spring, not of water, but of qitr. What is qitr? Copper. Dawood, was given iron. Sulaiman, was given copper. A fountain of molten copper. So he could make whatever he wanted with that copper. Again, he didn't have to heat it. He didn't have to do anything like that to it. It was so easy for him. One more thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him. al jinni, And among the jinn. Allah also subjected the jinn to his service. And these jinn, they were under his control. So the jinn, they have to be put to some work. Because they have a lot of ability. So they need to do something. You understand? Like for example, if there's a person who can do a lot of work, they can't just sit like a guest in your house, can they? Has it ever happened that somebody comes over to your house as a guest, but they don't sit like a guest? They just go in the kitchen and they start cleaning everything, wrapping up the whole dinner party. Right? Because they're not gonna stay put. They're not gonna sit in one place, right? And keep chatting. They have to do something. So, likewise, the jinn, they were under his control, but they had to be put to work. So what would they do? Mayyamalu those who would make beinayadehi right before him, under his watch, under the watch of who? Sulaiman alayhis salam, Rabbihi by the permission of his Lord. Meaning Sulaiman alayhis salam had them under his control by whose permission? By Allah's permission. And remember, this was a favor given to Sulaiman alayhis salam only. So it is not possible for any other person to control the jinn. You understand? Those who claim that they control the jinn, there's something fishy over there. Seriously, there's something wrong over there. Because jinn cannot be controlled by men. You understand? Cannot be controlled. And if a jinn is working for a person, then they are benefiting each other. Because a jinn will not do something unless he gets something in return. Alright? So, وَمِنَ الْجِنِّ مَنْ يعمل بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِ وَمَنْ يَزِغْ And whoever would deviate. مِنْهُمْ from them, meaning from the jinn. عَنْ أَمْرِنَا from our command. Which command of Allah? Allah had commanded the jinn to be at service to who? Sulaiman alayhi So anyone who would deviate from that, meaning who would try to run away from Sulaiman alayhi who would try to escape, get away, not listen to Sulaiman alayhi salam, what would happen? نُذِقْهُ we would make him taste من al السعيد from the punishment of the blaze in dunya. Meaning that jinn would be instantly caught and punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or al السعيد, this is referring to the punishment of the hereafter. Because those jinn were commanded to obey Sulaiman salam And when they didn't, they were disobeying Allah. Alright? Recitation. وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا دَاوُودَ مِنَّا فَضْلًا يَا جِبَالُ أَوْبِي مَعَهُ وَالطَّيْرُ وَأَلَنَّا لَهُ الْحَدِيدَ انْعَمَ السَّابِغَاتُ وَقَدِّرْ فِي السَّرْدِ وَاعْمَلُوا صَالِحًا إِنِّي بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ وَلِسُلَيْمَانَ نُرِيحُ غُدُومَهَا شَهْرٌ وَرَوَاحُهَا شَهْرٌ وَأَسَلْنَا لَهُ عَيْنَ الْقِطْرِ وَمِنَ الْجِنِّ مَن يَعْمَلُ بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِ وَمَن يَزِغْ مِنْهُمْ عَن أَمْرِنَا نُذِقْهُ مِنْ عَذَابِ السَّعِيرِ